Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle Andrew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 441 for Comics Originally releasing February 21st. 2018 before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday and what we think you need to go in and pick up. Drew, we got all kinds of variants going on, all kinds of fun stuff going on around. You're seeing movies, we're seeing trailers. Drew, what do you got for me? Well, this is the last week that you'll have the opportunity to pick up the Comics for Fun and Profit Spec Pick Bundle over at Cowabunga. One last reminder, um, because they'll probably be closing those orders early next week i'm guessing um you'll you can get survival fetish number one from black mask live work number one from ad house books day glow a hole number one from silver sprocket and tap dance killer from hero tomorrow comics all deeply discounted from the cowabunga guys in our special unique comics for fun and profit spec pick bundle and you can find out all about that by reaching out to Cowabunga Comics with a K or send them an email, orders at cowabungacomics.com. And they'll take they'll take care of you. Um, Very nice. They've been taking care of uh, a few of our listeners too, so Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's it's spreading like wildfire. We're um, we're we're hearing a lot of anecdotal evidence of uh, people switching, either using them as their LCS or dropping the uh, the the big behemoth that used to <laughs> used to be in Fort Wayne and now moved somewhere to Tennessee or something, and uh, and have been dropping them and, and moving over to Calabunga. So that's nice. Good good for those guys up there. Wisconsin gets richer. <laughs> good for them. But uh, I uh, invited you to go see Black Panther with me. Correct. At the world premiere, well, not world premiere, Ohio premiere <laughs> on Thursday night. Uh, you couldn't make it, so I went with no. your buddy, and uh, we went and, and checked that out, and it was really good. I've heard nothing but good things. It was rocking on Rotten Tomatoes quite a bit, and uh, a lot of people, I've, I've heard a few people say this is uh, this is Marvel's Wonder Woman. Super okay. well done and, and, yeah. and spot on, right on the nose, and exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really solid. Uh, um, anything, anything I say would, would could be perceived as a spoiler, and it just came out, so I don't want to go into it too much. But I, I think it's worth worth the price of admission, and definitely go see it in XD somewhere. It's it's really nice. So you recommend seeing it? Yes. And this is a must see before Infinity Stone. Or oh Infinity War. no, I don't think it had anything to do with that at all. Okay, that's what I was curious. No, it tied into something with they had it had two little um, interstitials in the credits, um, and tied into a, another movie a little bit, but no, not not really Infinity Stone that I that I picked up on. Gotcha. Good. good, good. Yeah. Curious. Um, but I also saw the Venom trailer, and that was one of the the big trailers that they were playing. Uh, you got to see that, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, you excited for that? I uh, wasn't really excited. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure how they're going to pull this off. So every time I see something and you know don't even see Venom, I'm just like, all right, how are they going to do this? Yes. What are they going to do? How do you have Venom without that yeah. symbiote first being in contact with Parker? I don't get it. So I like the fact that it's go- they're doing horror aspect and stuff, but I yeah. just there's still more questions than answers. 
Um, my biggest fear, of course, is that it is a huge hit and reignites an already <laughs> firestorm for, for Amazing 300 uh, and that I've already sold and is long gone and, and those prices go to tens of thousands of dollars and mm-hmm. and I just sit and cry in a puddle. But, you know, good luck to all those other people that have, have those out there and I'll, I'll just look at yours. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> but also, there's there's a little spe- spec uh, because we think um, that this movie is going to be based on the miniseries Venom Lethal Protector, which is plentiful, uh, plentiful in supply out there. At least it used to be. I mean, we pulled them out of dollar boxes for years mm-hmm. and put that little four issue miniseries together. And so you should be able to find some of those. So look for Venom Lethal Protector number one, maybe, and try to try to find the whole thing. But also uh, look for Venom Lethal Protector number four, which has the first appearance of of Scream, who also se- seems to be in that movie based on the trailer. So um, if you can find those, pick them up. Uh, they'll they should um, be be skyrocketing in value as the as the movie releases so <laughs> yeah if we get a actual trailer with venom in it who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah that's true they did they haven't tipped their hand so that's no a little no, restraint no. and uh and uh, maybe that or they're just that far away from being finished with this movie that they don't have it <laughs> they've done no cgi at all <laughs> yeah that's possible um i was uh kind of I have been kind of cool on metal lately, but I did see that uh, our buddy Greg Horn, who <laughs> gouges us for his signature at yeah. conventions, um, was doing a series of of exclusive covers of Harley Who Laughs mm-hmm. um, for, for issue number six of Metal. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And so if that character gets introduced in issue six... Um, that should be something I would guess, um, could be something that blows up. And even if it's just the covers, the covers were pretty disturbing and wicked. Mm -hmm. Um, but they are also pretty pricey. I think if you want, if you want like the, the three set, the three cover set, uh, it was like 60, 70 bucks or something like that. Um, so that's a little pricey for three comics for me. I'm, I'm out. I think it's already sold through in a lot of ways too. So, I think I you can get them on Comic Exposure. It didn't look like they were sold out. Yeah, but and uh, then yeah, he'll be at C two E two with a convention exclusive version of that as well. Ah, there you go. Yeah, he knows how to make money. Yeah, just talk to him. I'll tell you. Yeah, we've got um, some sad news. I think uh, DC it has phased out of selling their single issues. In newsstands, uh, most no- notably, is going to be at their Barnes and Noble will no longer be selling DC single issue comics. Um, they still, of course, will sell trades and things, but mm-hmm. it it's kind of sad because you know I I started read, reading off of a spinner rack back in my day, <laughs> and um, you know it, it's just kind of sad to see that newsstands are a bygone for I think both big two publishers now i believe barnes and noble will continue to carry titan 
Bongo, Alterna, Archie, some of those comics that are still have current uh, agreements in place, but it's possible that Barnes & Noble will, will be getting out of the, the newsstand business altogether when it comes to single-issue comics, and that, that's kind of sad. Um, you, you just don't see them in grocery stores and uh, pharmacies anymore like you used to, so it, it it's... I think it's kind of disappointing. I don't know. Do you ever even remember newsstands having a, pl a plethora of of comics? I remember seeing them in places. Man, I wish the days of uh, of comics in a grocery store were, were prevalent again because I uh, work in a grocery store. So <laughs> that would be just perfection. <laughs> yeah. Or the, your downfall because you would spend all your, your time reading them. And yeah, not, no doubt. No be, doubt not no not doubt. productive at all. Yeah, some say I've already hit that one. <laughs> um, DC, in other news, DC has decided to... Hey, can I talk about uh, the other variant real quick before we... Oh, sure. I'm sorry. Um, the uh, Man, the, the biggest one I've been seeing everybody talking about is this Amazing Spider-Man 797 homage variant. Oh, yeah, where they're ripping the... Yeah, the goblin suit one. I yeah. think it's a, a comic mint variant as well, limited to 600 copies. Uh, it's sold out in less than a minute. So man, that thing is on fire. Is and, and that's the everybody. one that there's a there's a virgin version that Michael Lamb had shared on our Facebook page, I think. Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and that's Red Goblin. People are crazy for for this character. Mm -hmm. um, and um, what do we think long term? That's probably short term flip, or is it? I mean, long term homage variants never dry up, even if Red Goblin dries up. People have been, there is a unique crowd for homage variants I've been finding, so I think it's got legs just because of how, how good it looks as an homage to the, the, the original. Yeah, which I don't remember what the original is. It's, I believe, regular Goblin ripping the suit in half. Oh, okay. Or Green Goblin, I should see. I don't, I don't know that there is a regular Goblin. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but it's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so DC's decided to roll out a, a young adult imprint. Um, and it's going to be for middle school grades and um, I think even younger, which is, you know, kind of like a little gateway drug for comics, which is a cool cool idea. Get, mm -hmm. get kids hooked. Um, the, the first titles that they're rolling out are Harley Quinn Breaking Glass by Mariko Tamaki, who did Supergirl being super. Um, with Steve Pugh doing the art. And a Mara book by Daniel Page, who did the Dorothy Must Die series I'm not familiar with. Um, the first title uh, to hit the shelves will be DC Superhero Girls Search for Atlantis. Well, that's kind of an existing property. Shea Fontana and Yancey Labatt on that. Um, and these are all coming out in the fall. Now, it would be nice if they had a news stand contract in place to have these on on the shelves um i wonder you're not going to be able to get those through the checkout lines i guess so uh, are those only going to be in uh, retailers comic shop retailers then probably i mean I'm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably in scholastic i was gonna say yeah when they're collected and stuff but if they're they read it reads to me like they're going to be single issues so um I don't know. And then there's a bunch slated for 2019. Batman Gotham High, Batman Nightwalker, Teen Titans, uh, Under the Moon, A Catwoman Tale, Wonder Woman Tempest Tossed, 
uh, Batman Tales, Once Upon a Crime, Batman Overdrive, Black Canary Ignite, Dear Justice League, Green Lantern Legacy, Super Sons is going to be um, under this imprint as well, uh, Superman of Smallville, Superman Smashes the Clan. Um, so there's like just a ton of these that are going to be under this uh, DC Zoom imprint, and then there's a DC Ink imprint. Um, so they're for different age groups. Um, uh, I, I wish them success. I, I'm, I'm assuming none of these will be something that I'll connect with. I think they'll, I'm guessing they're going to be skewing a lot younger, but mm -hmm. I'll probably at least sample a couple of them just to see if I'm missing out on anything. Um, but I think that's a good idea, right? Uh, the to more, the more you can reach and the, the more, <laughs> the more people you can get addicted, the better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we don't want to suffer alone. True story. Uh, I think we're ready to look over at the uh, the numbers, if unless you had something else. No, that's all I got, man. Let's, let's check it out. Um, so we've got our entire version of numbers for uh, January. Uh, we looked over the top ten, and we decided that only two were going to be in the top 100,000. Looks like we were correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, Doomsday Clock... Uh, at least held its own and maybe ticked up a little. Mm -hmm. um, Let me grab those numbers real quick. The previous and Dark Knight just dropped under 150 at 149. So Doomsday Clock did 157, and in Dark Knight's Metal did 149. So very strong showings on those two. Yeah, I believe I said 140, 140. And then we had uh, Batman 38, which did 98,000. And then thirty nine dropped down to ninety four thousand. Both of those, both of those up, because uh, thirty six and thirty seven, ninety four thousand and ninety three thousand respectively. Yeah, and then so we know thirty nine thousand ended with the almost kiss. Thirty nine, uh, issue thirty nine ended with that almost kiss with Wonder Woman. So I would think that would bring a lot of folks back for forty. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that should be up. And then we have our Walking Dead one seventy five that did 82,000 and I said I, I can't imagine it's going to be over 80 but it was yep it, and we um, had a a late Sinkovich cover, cover B yes and then and we, we had, had the, everybody know it yeah everybody know when we got the Stormtrooper cover whatever it is yeah so that was that's cool I just I was I was pleasantly surprised Are, is it going to drop down to earth next month or is it going to continue to stay uh, up here it's going to drop down. I, I, I don't. I think there'll be a couple more. It'll eventually rest back at the sixty, but I'd give it a couple months of people gouging for new characters. Yeah, if they're smart, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Uh, Avengers six seventy five. Um, is that that's probably the Challenger first appearance? Mm -hmm. And that book uh, uh, is not slowing down. People are loving that book. They're and so it. Then that one, the next one, and all yeah, that book's gonna it, continue to sell good. I see that one keep going up and up. It it sold almost eighty thousand at seventy nine nine forty six. Um, Batman White Knight did seventy three thousand, continues to sell well. That amazing Spider Man Venom Inc. Omega uh, number one sold sixty three thousand. Batman and the Signal number one sold sixty two thousand. And Old Man Hockey sold oh, hockey. Hawkeye sold fifty-seven thousand, so mm. um, pretty solid. Pretty solid debut for Old Man Hawkeye. 
and I hope that uh, that that was a pretty good read as well. What jumps out of you uh, outside the top ten that was piquing your interest? Oh, uh, let's see here. Phoenix falling back down to earth quite a bit after its number one. To be expected, but man, a big a big fall. As we look at some of the smaller publishers, I'm going to hop around. Yeah. Um, we got Strangers in Paradise number one from Abstract Studios. It it's it returns with its 25th anniversary, and it sold 10,000 units of that first one. So that's pretty good. Very cool. But manageable, a manageable number. Yeah. Damage is number one from DC, um, 37,001. One month late, and uh, already at 37000 for that, so curious where that one settles. Yeah, yeah. I think it's sold through, though. I, I think we'll, we'll touch on it later, but I think there's a, a second print of that damage already. Mm -hmm. so, I yeah, I definitely think so. So it must have had some good word of mouth from somebody. Yeah. Uh, that Call of the Suicide Forest, uh, that was our one of our picks a while back from Amigo mm -hmm. Comics. It sold 1,059 copies. Super, super rare. We talked a great deal about these Supergirl art germ cover bees, uh, you know, not being secrets anymore. But at rank 78, I mean, there's only, uh, of that 17th cover, there's only 26,000 some odd copies in the wild. And... Uh, that's still rare. That's still super rare. So don't miss out on those because yeah. while we know about them, uh, there's not a lot of them. And this just proves that. Yeah. Um, that That is pretty manageable. Mm-hmm. And, and it even makes the the full set that you or I will not have yeah. <laughs> um, even more desirable for collectors. So if you were smart enough to keep keep that going right up through 20, you're going to be in good shape, I think. Nightwing New Order, number six. Only 21,000. That's a good series, and uh, a lot of people missing out on that. Yeah, that would be a nice nice collected chunk right there. Man, I think. Same thing with Punisher Platoon right below it. Whew. Only 20,000 on that. Yeah, and it, that's, that's like a Punisher. That's like a Max title, so mm -hmm. I don't know how well they sold historically. Um, I think when they first came out, they were a big deal, but I think they've dropped off a little bit. Yeah. Um, one of the books that, a couple of the books from Boom that I've been enjoying, uh, Fence, really good. And uh, its third issue is already, already below 3,000 at 2,700, but a solid title. And Lazaretto, it's on its fifth issue, it's already dropped to 1,000 copies of that sold. Um, so it's, does, its days are numbered. Um, it's a little weirder um, about a, an outbreak of uh, a flu, a crazy flu on a college campus and um, kind of like Lord of the Flies type of deal. It's really mm. good. Um, now, you're a big Snagglepuss guy, right, on the uh, exit stage left, the Snagglepuss Chronicles? Uh, I mean, I read the first two issues. Well, uh, it's, at, it's weird. At rank 163, only 10,912 on that number yeah. one issue. So, I mean, I, I can't remember how Flintstones ended, but I, I'm guessing it was probably around the same mm -hmm. number and it's the same guy. So uh, I think his fans have followed him over to that and maybe not in droves. <laughs> Did you check out Southern Bastards at rank 146? 
No. 43 weeks late. Wow. Wow. That's nice. Uh, from Dark Horse, we have uh, Hungry Ghosts, the Anthony Bourdain book. That first issue did 7,300 and was uh, pretty good. It, if you like anthology ghost stories, um, that's <laughs> kind of what it is. But it was it was competently done, competently drawn, and the, the stories were kind of fun. So I, I liked it. Very cool. Um, um, print and Money, Ice Cream Man, number one at rank 182. Less than 10,000 copies, and that is a good series. Went back for a second print. Um, issue two will have even less than that, and I think this series will go up a little bit just based on word, word of mouth. Yeah. I think you're right. The uh, Battlestar Galactica fans did not come out in force for its BSG versus BSG from Dynamite. That first issue did 7,400 copies sold. So I look down through. That's uh, Again, not a lot from IDW that peak mm-hmm. in my interest. A lot of reorder activity mixed in in the, in the top 200 or top 300. Um, so those second printings. Um, you know, a lot of times see a second print and see it like, oh, between two and 3,000 on that second print. We're seeing six and 7,000 on these second prints, on these DC books. Which, yeah, is really impressive. Yeah, it causes them to be a little more prolific. Uh, Paper Girls 19 sold 22,000. Killer Be Killed 15 sold 16,000. Outcast down, its 33rd issue is down to 13,000. Probably okay. needs that series to come back and give it a little juice. Yeah, we'll be talking about Vinegar Teeth number two. Coming out this week, it's first issue under 5,000, and it's first one with Dark Horse. Did you read that? Nope. Oh, it was uh, impenetrable. <laughs> I, did not, I did not like it. Couldn't get there. No. Uh, L.S. Cott's uh, Days of Hate, number one, just capped over, slightly over 10,000 copies. Mm-hmm. Sex Criminals, slightly under 10,000 copies with its 21st issue, yeah. not counting the triple X variant. Judas number two from Boom Studios, 4,269. That'll be a nice little four-issue series when it's all said and done, I'll have. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You're, not, you're doing two two sets or just one? I I started doing two sets. Or I started with like a three-pack of the number one and trying to do two sets with the... Uh, uh, the yeah, the subsequent the, issues? The variant, whatever the last... Oh, yeah. But I can't remember if I lost track or not. I've got to start paying a little bit more attention when I order those. <laughs> yes. Uh, Royal City, Jeff Lemire's book, number the ninth issue, did 8,000 copies. I think that might be the last one before it goes, takes a little break, which I hate. Yep. The first issue of Further Adventures of Nick Wilson only sold 6,800 copies. I say that because it was a really great read, and I think that'll have some good word of mouth will be the kind of image title that might build mm-hmm. on on those numbers. Uh, I'm hoping anyway, because I got a couple of those. Yeah. Stabity Bunny number one at rank 367, only 2,716 copies of that number one issue. And you got one of them. Yep. Lark's Killer, whole 2,121. Yeah, I think we can call that one dead on arrival. Uh, I am still... Really enjoying Stray Bullets, the David Latham book. It's 31st issue, still sold over 3,000 copies. So after 30-plus issues, still selling um, consistently well enough to continue to sell or to continue to produce. So good for him. Rock Candy Mountain, 
uh, one of the, one of my really favorite image titles, 2,500 copies of that seventh issue. That's too bad. Postal went out with a whimper. Issue 25, the final issue, only sold 2,400 copies. Better book than that. It's a better book than that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that, I'm going to make sure I grab that last Postal. Well, no, that, it had 24. All right, I'm going to have to do some research on that. Never mind. Oh, you think that's reorder activity? Um, we see that it's issue 25 uh, at 2400. Um, the previous issue, it's showing us 23, not showing us 24, um, with almost 5,000 copies. So a giant drop between 23 and 25. And I'm just wondering if yeah. issue 24 was this month or if I missed it or what was going on. So I'm just going to have to check a few things out there. Oh, okay. Corey's War, another uh, solid Titan book under that hard case crime imprint. 2,200 copies of Corey's War sold, issue two. Your Mega Man Master Mix from hey. Udon. Uh, the first issue sold over 5,000 copies. Oh, Mega Man nice. fans are out for that. The Blue Bomber. It's pretty nice. Second issue of Quantum and Woody hold, held strong at 9,700 copies. So maybe that's a sign of good things for, for that title. Or that's just where... Valiant sells mm-hmm. in the seven to six to ten thousand range, I guess, for all their titles. Got Bell Beast Hunter from Zenoscope. This first issue sold three thousand copies. That's really all I'm seeing that jumped out. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm a, I'm out of things that I look at. <laughs> out of your reading list, you're yeah. done. I want to slide over and check out some of the new uh, printings. Then looks like we have. Uh, some from DC. We we saw damage. What did you say? It sold thirty thirty seven thousand. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And went to a second printing, which comes out um the twenty first. And then we have Batman White Knight, the third issue going to its third printing. Dark Knight Metal Four going to a second printing, and Mister Miracle Five going to a second printing. Every Every issue of uh, all those Bat books and Mr. Miracle have gone to multiple printings. IDW able to send a couple of books to multiple printings. Gears of War, Rise of Rom, number one. Mm-hmm. And G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, 247. Still that female snake eyes that's driving the bus there. Yep. Uh, Image Comics sends goes back to the press for days of hate number one the less caught we discussed killer be killed 15 goes to a second and versus number one goes to a second looks like the same cover for that yeah i was gonna say i think so marvels sends uh amazing 794 and 795 and 796 all back for second printings Uh, i'm not sure where the red goblin comes in is it 795 I can't remember off the top of my head. I think yeah. so. Yeah. And then a slew of Avengers go back for second and third printings. So 675 through 681 of Avengers all going to second or third printings. Dang. So people are getting excited about that? Yeah. Coming late to the party maybe? Yeah. Looks like people are, are catching on and saying, hey, wait, 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 let's go back and start this over. Yeah. X-Men Red. Uh, it went back... Its first issue went back for second printing pretty quickly. Did you read that? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Our boy Tom Taylor just just 
Set him up, he'll knock him down. And uh, the that second printing does have a, a, a new cover. Yeah. I don't know if that interests you. Heck yeah. Tom Taylor book. I like it. Boom Studios sends Abbott back for a second printing. It's first issue. Comes out at the end of the month. Stabity Bunny 2 is going to a second printing from Scout. Mm-hmm. And Long Lost Number 1 will be going to a second printing, also from Scout. So there's plenty of time on that Stabity Bunny Number 2 because it doesn't come out until April 4th. So there's some good extra printings to check out. Did I miss any in Marvel that you wanted to talk about? <laughs> that was all I was interested in. Fantastic. And before we do the sneak peek, we should probably roll down our um, our previews order. Yeah. If uh, or at least our estimated previews order. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done mine yet. At least the things that pique our interest in the uh, previews catalog. So this is not the stuff coming out this week. It's the stuff coming out in two months. Um, so before you put your order in this week. You'll want to um, take a look at some of the things, and we'll start. Where where are we going to start, Kyle? Uh, you always make me start in Dark Horse. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a new Black Hammer coming back. Uh, they're relaunching with the number one. Uh, I'm excited about this because it was such a great read, and uh, so I, I think it's it's definitely worth worth picking up. What about this Xerxes number one? Follow the House of Darius and the Rise of Alexander. Essentially, the uh, the sequel to three hundred kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean it's six dollars, six dollars yeah. for yeah. forty pages, and only thirty of that are story. That's crazy. It's Frank Miller. Even if I was interested in it, that's that's no. The only other thing that I really like in Dark Horse is on page sixty three, the Final Fantasy uh, Ultimania Archive. Going through the uh, storylines. Oh, heck with it. I'll read the tagline. Dark Horse and Square Enix are thrilled to offer for the first uh, offer the first of three volumes celebrating the entrancing love and exciting development of the initial six entries into the Final Fantasy saga. This astonishing journey through the creation of the seminal role-playing epic is finally available in English under official license for the first time ever. Collecting art, commentary, and retrospectives from the first six Final Fantasy games. That's pretty awesome for 40 bucks. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, huge what, fan. Yeah, what they call uh, six and four, and I, I played every game in this uh, this first series. So that's something that I I really like. Haven't you played every all of them up through like fifteen or twenty or whatever they're on right now? <laughs> they're they're on fifteen. I've played everything except for I th- I didn't really do anything with eleven, the first online one. But I did something with fourteen in its online aspects. But yeah. I'm uh, a big fan of it. So so you're tempted. Yeah, no doubt. Now, Harrow County 30 is out. This has probably zero spec value, but this is the end. This is the not the final issue, but the beginning of the final arc. And um, I, th- I think I think this is the beginning of the final arc. I don't think this is the final issue, but it's, it's had a heck of a fun run. So uh, <laughs> let it go out gracefully, hopefully. I have to uh, check that out. Anything else in Dark Horse? I think so. Yeah, um, Resident Alien number oh, that's one right. comes you're back. A, you're a Resident Alien fan. I'm a huge fan of Resident Alien. Um, one of these days, this thing's going to get optioned, um, and it, it's going to blow up. 
And so you should pick these number ones up at least. We get new characters in this? I thought it was the same dude. It's the same dude. I just love this series so much. <laughs> now, beat, Kyle. Beat that drum, brother. Beat that drum. Yeah. As we as we get out of Dark Horse into DC, tell me what you're going to do about action. There's a behemoth at the beginning of the DC section that in Action Comics 1000. Last I heard, there were 11 covers for this. $8. Prestige format. No ads. 80 pages. Plus a hardcover. I really don't care is the weird thing. <laughs> um, any Anybody doing any of the covers that are of note? Uh, decade spanning open to order variant covers by uh, Steve Rude doing covers from the 30s. Michael Cho, Dave Gibbons, Michael Allred, Jim Steranko, Joshua Middleton, Dan Jurgens, Lee Bermejo. Doing covers from all the different decades. Hmm. Should I check? If I only can get one, do I go cover A yep. or do I cherry pick something? You go cover A, unless you have a decade of Superman that's that's near and dear to your heart. Are you a, a huge fan of, of all that, which was the 90s? Cool. I know a lot of people have talked about going full boat, spending the whole hundred and some odd dollars and just getting the lot for this 1000 is it a hundred dollars? I mean, if you got all eleven or twelve covers, you're looking at around hundred bucks, plus the hardcover too. That would yeah. To, well, there's a blank. I guess there's a blank variant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, two thousands. I see what you're. I see what you're saying. And we don't have pictures of any of these covers. Correct. Except for the the, the cover A. Ooh, um, I think you got to have one of these, right? Sure. Because it's a it's such a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it, as far as I know, a thousand issues of anything has never happened before. Yeah. So you're doing what are you doing? If I'm doing anything, it's just a simple cover A, and that's the end. You're doing a single cover A, yeah. and uh, that'll be. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, if you're paying full retail, you really it, that's a that's a heck of an investment. Mm-hmm. To to get all get all those, mm-hmm. but don't forget, Action Comics hits a thousand in a couple of months, so you might want to. <laughs> or detective, a detective will too eventually. Won't it? Yeah, exactly. We also will have this same decision to make for detective. There's the final issue of Astro City fifty two. I uh, I was getting ready to read issue Astro City fifty, and Eric from Calabunga said, "Don't forget to read." issue one half first because it's the it's called the nearness of you one of the most beloved of all astro city stories i had not read it it was from homage uh, studios which i think was Busick's imprint before or something and uh, i've never i had never even heard of it and uh so eric hooked me up with that and i read it and it was beautiful a beautiful comic. I, I highly recommend reading Astro City one half. And then be, if you read that before you read 50, it would be even more meaningful to you because the character is that was introduced in one half is in 50 and is going to be carried on throughout these 50, 51, and 52 as Astro City finishes up its single issues and rides off into the sunset to occasionally put out graphic novels. Um, 
after this. So um, if you if you already haven't pulled the trigger on that, go back in time and, and try to find that issue one half. It's really cool and worth worth. It's like a, a zero issue for for this last arc, and it's really fun. Um, I highly recommend it. And of course, we're going to miss Astro City. Yeah, yeah, we we, we sure. Are. Well, I will. Yeah. You have no soul. <laughs> My apologies. Of course, Deathstroke number thirty is a big deal here in uh, DC. This this uh, we're starting a six part series: Deathstroke versus Batman. Um, Batman is mysteriously sent a package with a DNA sample that says Damien is not your son. Damien is Deathstroke's son. So, of course, Batman decides to seek out Deathstroke and find out what's going on. Hmm. Interesting. And so it's a, a mini within the within the the Deathstroke series. So I'm curious for that. So I think I'm going to get all of those. Do you have a cover showing for Batman 44 in your previews catalog? Batman 44. Oh, I think I've passed that area. Uh, I I have. Yeah, I think that... Nope, 45 is the cover that's shown. I do not have one for 44. Interesting. So, uh, there's none in the in online either. It's about um, Batman and Catwoman planning their wedding. Mm. Follow Batman and Catwoman on two separate paths, separate but parallel paths as their wedding planning kicks into high gear. Selina picks out her dress and Bruce starts to make arrangements for their new life together. But this begins... But this being Gotham City, and they and they being Batman and Catwoman, you can bet that nothing will go as expected. Another one-off, it looks like. So that's so it's interesting that they're showing 45's cover, mm-hmm. but not 44's. Should I read into that that there's something on that cover that's uh, interesting? I don't know. Call up your girl Joelle and find out. Well, she doesn't. She won't spill anything. <laughs> Maybe. Absolutely. That's one to, to keep your eye on when that cover finally releases. Yeah. Did you read any of the Frank Thierry, Harley Quinn? Uh, I skimmed it. Okay. Does it seem like more of the same? Yeah. Mr. Miracle, number 8 of 12. Batman White Knight, number 7. Ah, yes. Looks gorgeous. It's almost over. Nightwing, 42 and 43. The Crimson Kabuki. This redhead storyline seems kind of neat. Looking to make his own mark on Gotham City's crowded underworld, Red Hood infiltrates the Iceberg Lounge in the attempt to further annoy the Penguin. But it might be the Penguin who gets the drop on Red Hood this time. Plus, the truth about Bizarro's condition finally comes out. It's a cool-looking cover. Yeah. Anything else in DC? Good-looking Superman cover. Holy cow. 144. They're just crushing it. They're crushing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Supergirl 20 being the last of the art germ variants, so just FYI. Yeah, don't forget that one, and it's a gorgeous one. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth getting. Wildstorm, if it comes... I doubt this is going to be on time, yeah. um, because it's already been announced that there's going to be delays for 12, so I doubt 13 comes out when it's supposed to. You're going to buy an extra Cave Carson has an Interstellar Eye number two, so you can cut the... Uh, front cover out and make a, a a dice a what if you look at the cover it looks like a 
you can cut the front cover out and create a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight sided die. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, didn't I, just, I, I assumed that answer as well. I just thought I'd toss that out there. <laughs> Anything else in DC, good sir? No. We probably missed something great, but no. <laughs> really cool uh, Batman by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, box set three. Pretty cool looking box set there. All right, after DC, we get into Vertigo. You already talked about Astro City. And then we get into RDW, and Sonic the Hedgehog is back and weekly. Do you care, sir? Uh, I don't, but I, I, I knew it was, um, people like it. Four bucks a piece, weekly book. Hmm. I think you'd have to be a big fan yeah. of the previous series. Antar number one uh, is... Written by Nendi Okarafor with a cover by Eric Battle. Uh, it's the epic story of one of history's greatest warriors and finest poets, Antar the Black Knight. There you go. Hmm. Star Wars Adventures number nine. I like um, IG-88, so I might pick that up just to see what he does. That's the adventure, the annual? No, that's just Star Wars Adventures Nine. Okay, this is the this is the point where I'm I'm reading them alphabetically and you have them in order in, in the catalog. In the book. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's my fault. I don't have my book. Yeah, you already did the Antar everything. Really cool. J. Scott Campbell, Danger Girl, 20th anniversary, ten dollar book. Why is it ten bucks? It's a it's a it's a twenty year retrospective. Ah, so it's an eighty eight page ten dollar prestige format foil treatment fresh Campbell cover yes yeah, it's really cool if you like Danger Girl at all uh, for 10 bucks that's well worth it Drew that's all I got in IDW alright let's head on over to Image and see what we got yeah we're probably both going to start with Analog number one by Jerry Duggan I am boycotting this book okay you are not going to be doing this book Drew tell me why you're boycotting Analog number one you stole the premise from BKV's Private Eye. Ooh. And so, I will not reward it. Okay. Sounds too familiar to me. So, five years from now, the security of the internet has been totally destroyed. Holy crap. Secrets are no longer sent over the web. They're entrusted to armed couriers called ledger men. Like human punching bags, Jack McGinnis. He's got a gun in one hand and a briefcase handcuffed to the other. Danger lurks around every corner, and Jack has to watch his back because he had a part in the cyber attack that changed the world. Get in on the ground floor of this new ongoing series and thrill as we slam Jack's fist into the faces of spies, mercs, fascists, and eventually less punchable adversaries like a very grumpy artificial intelligence. Slightly different, but... Yeah, but... Too similar for your taste? Too similar for my taste. Yeah, it does seem to deal with a world going from digital to analog, hence the title. I'm going to pick up one. If you go on in my book, then Isola, number one, from Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kershaw is next. Another number one from Image. Crude, number one, another number one from Image. Steve Orlando, 
Gary Brown's doing the art, but Steve Orlando's doing the writing, so it's kind of a cancel each other out there. Mm-hmm. It's a good-looking book. I like Crude Number 1 more than the other one. Kyle Higgins writing The Dead Hand Number 1. I'm a Kyle Higgins fan, so... You are. I am. It... What was that book that was set in Chicago that he wrote that was all about, like, labor unions? Yeah, and... it was the, the superhero labor unions. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember the title off the top of my head. You loved that thing at first, man, and... I found some good in it. I found some neat kind of in the and way... And even that... you, you were like, you couldn't find anything to say about it after a while. You were like, <laughs> you know, it's still kind of doing its thing. It, it sure <laughs> does have a cover and staples. <laughs> you, you wanted to like that thing so bad. All right, let's see what classic Kyle Higgins we have with Dead Hand number one. Carter Carlson was a highly decorated operative during the Cold War, but in the fall of 1991, as the Soviet Union collapsed, Carter discovered a secret that not only changed his life, but has also altered the course of history. Now, as the mysterious dead hand threatens to end the world once again, the only thing standing in his way is the relationship between an old spy and a little boy. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Skyward number one. Written yeah. By Joe Henderson with art by Antonio Antonio Fabella and a cover by Lee Garbett. It's called My My Logi Life. Um, and it's about gravity on Earth suddenly becoming a fraction of what it is now. Uh, twenty years later, humanity has adapted to its new low gravity reality. And um, it's kind of uh, goes from there. Sounds like a cool world cool concept and i think that might be kind of neat not too shabby but uh yeah some cool little number ones a lot of ogns they're doing this uh these three i'm not i'm not too into the ogns but they're uh, leaning pretty hard into it images yeah i can see that any image first dollar books that i can pick up that i didn't get pick up last time <laughs> maybe a mage maybe yeah. a, maybe a moonshine maybe moonshine yeah redneck of course Oh, Fear Agent. I've never read that Rick Remender run. Uh, I've heard great things about Fear Agent. Um, that's probably a good dollar pickup for sure. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to be able to find that number one anywhere. Redneck number one, that sold out pretty well, I think. Oh, yeah. The first issue. Love those dollar books. That's great. Can't beat it. Those should be in spinner racks everywhere. <laughs> I love to see all these ongoings that were launched months ago now have number blank of six, blank <laughs> of five. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, looky there. Turns out they weren't ongoing the secret, after all. Secret minis, yeah. Yeah. Number one with a bullet is ending. It's six issue is coming out. Yes. Our tabloid reporters are back in Saga 51. Upshur and Doff. Have uncovered the scoop of the century, but what will it cost Hazel and her family? Feels like it's Saga's been gone for a while. I like Upshur and Dolph. Yeah, that's good. We've got um, Sex Criminals 24 with its triple X cover by Elsa Charitier. Sure. Not, not familiar with that, that artist. And no Invincible anymore. It's gone. And The Walking Dead is part four of New World Order. Mm-hmm. Stormtroopers are beating up the, what was her name, Princess? Yes, yes, yes. Princess is unleashed. It's possible Princess doesn't quite fit in at the Commonwealth. 
Ooh, that's what it's called. We haven't heard it called that yet, have we? Mm-hmm. We sure have. We have? Yep. And the issue that just came out? Yep. They called it the Commonwealth? All right. Yep. Lots of good stuff. Absolutely. I drew anything else in image. Just some regulars, but nothing, mm-hmm. nothing special. Now's where we dig, Drew. What's on your radar? Oh, we go Marvel. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about Marvel. How dare I? Um, Marvel or Captain America hits seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool. Uh, there's a, something called a Venomized Number One, which is a Colin Bunn story that began in Venomverse and reached his its epic conclusion here. The cover does look gorgeous, full of venomy goodness. Hmm. Only six dollars for Captain America Center seven hundred feels like a almost a bargain for Marvel. For us. <laughs> um, a couple Doctor Strange three eighty eight and three eighty nine from Donny Cates. We've got the first issue of Domino written yeah, by from Gail, Gail Simone. Simone. Yeah, um, and there's a J Scott Campbell cover. I am going to seek that out. Domino J Scott Campbell. Yes. Now who's Domino? Remind me who Domino is. Uh, she's she was alongside uh, Deadpool. I think her first uh, appearance. Man, her first appearance is tough. To there's a lot of debate over what it is and where it is and which Domino is first appeared. You know, she shares kind of a first appearance with Deadpool in a lot of ways, so that uh, oh. kind of scars her cover a bit. But uh, um, I'll read you the tagline for for what it's saying Domino is now. Impossible curves, impossible shots, impossible targets. Marvel's number one soldier of fortune is back in an explosive new ongoing series, the product of a failed super soldier program. Nina Thurman always made her own luck as the sharpshooting mercenary known as Domino. But what happens when her own powers betray her? The hunter becomes the hunted as every mercenary in the game smells blood in the water. Plus, a pair of beloved Marvel characters return. So, we have to talk about Deadpool being a mercenary. She's a mercenary as well. Very cool. We also have Exiles number one from Saladin Ahmed and Javier Rodriguez. And this is introducing the all-new Valkyrie. Uh, the Exiles are back. Fan favorite X-Men Blink once joined a team destined to not just save the world, but the entire multiverse. Looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget that Thanos annual number one. Going to have heavily featured Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yep. Uh, destined to sell through and go into multiple printings. So get up on that. Amazing as it's March to issue eight hundred. Um, if these and Dan go- Slot will go down swinging, it says in my previews. Yep. And uh, you know, as we look at some of these these covers, I'm guessing that's Red Goblin on the seven ninety nine cover. So these appearances should probably be picked up, right? Mm-hmm. You got Alex Ross, and you got that Red Goblin cover. So yeah. Yep. 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 But I'm sure he'll be on some of the unseen variants for 798 and 797 as well. Um, should we be getting in on these Avengers books that are heating up so much? They're yeah, too late. It, yeah. I, I don't think you want to miss them. I mean, yeah, I, I can't tell you what's going to be in them, but man, they've been flying. So 
the one was the first appearance of the Challenger, and what are the mm-hmm. what are the why are the other ones so hot? I haven't been paying that much attention. Okay, they just have been. Mm-hmm. The new rider starts champions number nineteen. I'm on the fence whether I am boycotting this one as well. <laughs> Mark Wade left, and now Jim. You are you are very close to chaining yourself to a tree, sir. I just get I, I these these riders are just. I mean, I'm sure they're decent human beings, but their book... I mean, Jim Zub has never written anything that has been interesting at all, you know? And so he's going to be on Champions. What's he going to do? He's going to destroy it. He's going to destroy a good book or or just bore me to tears. So I, I don't know. I should probably at least give him a chance with one. <laughs> a very short leash. <laughs> Sir, you get one. Impress you get one. me. <laughs> Champions 19 better be the best. Yeah. Is it time for a new rider on Daredevil yet? Are we, is, yep. everybody, is everybody still yep. like Charles Soule? Because I stopped reading this one too. Becky Cloonan with a killer cover for Moon Knight 194. So it looks like Exiles has is a bi-weekly? There's Exiles 2. Yeah. But I don't see Domino 2. What's what's the rhyme and reason there? <laughs> You're, are you asking me to interpret what Marvel's doing? Yeah, why does Marvel make these decisions? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how excited are we that um, Wolverine is returning? I, I, you know, I'm not going to talk crap because Marvel has impressed the living crap out of me with the fact that they let him be dead for three years or whatnot. So. Yes. They have carte blanche with this because they, they did way more than I expected with it. So should we hop on this $6 one-shot hunt for Wolverine? No. No, 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 no. Even the Kubert teaser variant? Or Chichetto Young I mean, Gun variant? It's very possible that we stumble upon a new character on the way, so who knows? But it's not worth the gamble. Uh, I just hope that we continue with all new Wolverine with Tom Taylor and... That's the only thing my I really hope the most. We continue to search for Tony Stark in Invincible Iron Man. Um, I know where he is. Uh, if you've been reading it, uh, don't know why we're still searching for him, but I guess <laughs> an awful lot of people have run across him. But anyway, Bendis is still writing this, so he's probably going to be done at um, 600 maybe? Yep. Be a good jumping off point for him, I guess. This is uh, Mighty Thor 706, which is uh, 705 is, I think, where the decision is made whether Jane lives or dies. Um, so this is like the aftermath of that, I think. I probably shouldn't even read the solicitor, it'll spoil what happens. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. But, yeah, the cover doesn't look good for Jane. Oh, man. You know what covers look awesome? Well, tell me. Darth Vader 14 and 15. Man, those covers look great. Darth Vader 14 and 15. Yeah, those are awesome looking covers. Are they in a different section? They're in the Star Wars section. Oh, because it's Star Wars Darth Vader. Yeah. I forgot they changed it. You girl, Ashley Witter, I'm not like... Her covers for Afer aren't doing anything for me. Yeah, you know... It's good. It's just not amazing. Correct. Right. Not Scorier's level. True story. Where was I at? Oh, I was at Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. I was at Moon Knight. Moon Knight one ninety four. 
We've got Ty Templeton doing art, not Jason Burroughs. Correct. That's a bummer. Um, is it because Jason Burroughs is slow? It must be because it took him forever to do Providence. <laughs> so I'm guessing he's the slow one. Is Ty Templeton going to come on for an arc and then Jason's coming back? Tell me, people. Tell me. Who knows? <laughs> I I love the Jason Burroughs art. Um, this is this is not an awful cover. It's kind of creepy. This is a Becky Cloonan cover. Um, this is a new origin of Mark Spector. So one we haven't seen before should be good. Moon Knight Year One. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Anything else for you in Marvel, sir? Hmm. Uh, is this? We've still got Brian Michael Bendis on Spider-Man as well. Yep. Doing a little countdown here uh, on on all his books as he winds them down. I wonder how many more we have. They're pretty finite, right? They've got to be, yeah. Um, and don't forget uh, Thanos 18 as well. So not only is there an annual, but it's also uh, the 18th issue. And um, those have been selling really well. So uh, what, do, what do you think about any of these true believers that are infinity tie-ins. The gauntlet one. That's the one, but other than that, nothing else. That's the one to pick up? Yep. Oh, a lot of Venom. Nope, nothing else. All right. So I guess it's back half dive now. Yep. And uh, I will start in Aftershock with The Brothers Dracul, number one, by Cullen Bunn, with Marco Kolak on art. Uh, the legend of Vlad the Impaler is the stuff of nightmares. Vlad was the inspiration for one of the most iconic monsters, Dracula, and made his legend by murdering thousands of victims. But what turned him into such a depraved killer? The truth lies in the teenage years when Vlad and his brother Radu were held hostage by the Ottoman Empire. During this time, the brothers learned many things. Archery, riding, the art of combat, matters of court, and how to stalk and slay vampires. Yep, I'm in. Very cool. I like Bun. I like the uh, the lineage of Vlad Dracul, Vlad Tepes, Vlad the Impaler stuff. So, heck yeah. I, I'll sample it. Short leash. Colin Bun's. He's 50-50. Aftershock has been good to us. True. We should be good to Aftershock. Yeah. Uh, Deglo A-Hole, one of our spec picks bundles from Silver Sprocket, written by Ben Passmore, art by Ben Passmore. Um, Post-apocalyptic, got um, some trippy-looking cover on it. Check it out. Gory. Should be fun. Very cool. Got some Jeepers Creepers from, uh, is it Dynamite? It says D-E. I always get that confused. That's Dynamite, yeah. Yeah, it's Dynamite. Mark Andraco doing the writing, and Cooper Ball doing the art with a Kelly Jones cover. Jeepers Creepers. I'm not, I don't think I'm interested in a Prisoner reboot on in comics from, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the 60s or whenever that series came out. No, also don't think I'm interested in a RoboCop reboot. I always think I am, but then there's no reason. <laughs> you read it? Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, Aspen's preview scares me off more than it does entice me. Yeah. It's just 
all over the place. Yeah, I can see that. Crossed. Look at all this crossed stuff, man. Tell me about crossed. Cross plus 100, mimic number two. Yeah, uh, cross plus 100 was the series that was running alongside the regular crossed, and it was mm-hmm. just 100 years in the future, and it they they had the humans had been winning but it was like a long con by the crossed yeah and uh so i haven't read for the first issue of this mimic yet but uh okay That's yeah because right, with this being issue two issue one is still next month yeah it still hasn't come out yet so i really don't know what's going on but it, it was it looked like they had some kind of plan these cross they were getting smarter they weren't just crazed dummies and it's really good it's really good, but it's depraved, so you have to know that going in. Hmm. We've got Wasted Space, number one, by Vault from Vault Comics by uh, Michael Moresi, and art by Hayden Sherman, with a cover by Marguerite Sauvage. Ah. Billy Bane is a prophet who got it all wrong, and the galaxy has been burning ever since. All he wants to do is waste away in the darkest corner of space with his best pal, Dust, a supercharged... Uh, F-U-Q bot? Fook bot? I'm going to go with that pronunciation. hey I think. <laughs> we talked about survival fetish. We didn't, we, we, we talked about it barely at the top of the, top of the cast, but we didn't okay. read the solicit or talk about it at all. Okay. Black, Ma- Black Mask Studios written by Patrick Kinglon with art by Antonio Fuso. Downtown Honolulu is a sniper alley, and Sheer runs it better than anyone. He is a local celebrity for transporting medicine and information across a no-man's land occupied uh, by militias and street gangs. But what people say about you is never the full story. And when the cheers die out, Sahir is left with just his anxieties and his secrets. And That's pretty cool looking. The writer is the guy who wrote We Can Never Go Home with mm-hmm. with um, Matthew Rosenberg. Yep. So they were buddies, and then Matt Rosenberg went and flew off to Marvel. There you go. Never to return. Probably not. Now, Black is back with Black AF. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. And um, this is the one where some of those... B covers. I don't know if they're doing those again, but some of those B covers were really risque and yeah, pretty cool. They're not soliciting them. They're doing just a single wraparound A, as far as I can see here. Gotcha. But you know, the the guy was a new creator. Mm-hmm. It the, that first volume kind of lost its way, um, but. Maybe he learned some lessons, and uh, this is going to be a tighter story because there was a lot of good ideas in there, and it was fun and cool and different. So it's, it, I think it's worth checking out. I'm definitely going to get it. Also from Vault is Deep Roots, number one, written by Dan Waters, with art by Val Rodriguez and a cover by Danny Strips. Um, roots, once suffering under cement, tear through the streets of London to throttle buildings. Vegetable humunculi hold up banks with automatic weapons. There is green and blooming world beyond our own, fighting back against the human pollutant. Sounds kind of like Swamp Thing on steroids, man. Mm-hmm, no doubt. Holy crap. I forgot about that section. 
Did you want to talk more about Dayglo Ale? <laughs> uh, well, who's the who's the writer again? Maybe I'm not in the right section. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in it. I've missed page it. Four, so I got to go to page four seventeen. I'll talk about Live Work Number One from Madhouse Books, written by Pat Palermo, with art by Pat Palermo. Um, Welcome to 2007 New York, a year before the financial crash in which a provisional community of young artists attempt to come together to carve out a space for themselves and launch their own careers, all while toiling in the margins of the booming New York art world. Welcome to the world of live work. Cover looks really sweet, well well drawn, um, crazy pricey book, but part of that spec bundle, so it's going to be nice and cheap for you. Uh, from Zenoscope, we've got Mainstream Number One, written by Michael Dolce and Talent Caldwell, with art by Talent Caldwell and Tony Moy. These are there are people on this earth that do not belong. It's up to a Chicago detective and a covert interdimensional police force to send them back where they came from. Don't miss the brand new five issue mini from the creative minds of who I just mentioned up on top um, <laughs> of those one guy. Yeah, so so Zenoscope Number One. Uh, I'm gonna check this out. And you would. What's wrong with Zenoscope, man? No, nothing. No, it's great. You're great. It's not a cheesecake cover. If that's what no, you're worried no, no, about. No, no, no. There's never any Zenoscope cheesecake covers. There's a Bitcoin comic. Do we need to jump on this? <laughs> I'm gonna pass. I don't. I barely understand it. Right, it's from Devil's Do. Hmm. Is it what Bitcoin number one? The Bitcoin comic is a guide to understanding the world's newest super tech and the profound changes it may make in the near future. There you go. Maybe I should get it. 40 pages, $6. The Bitcoin comic handbook. Huh. That's actually, now you've kind of got me intrigued. Mm -hmm. I do need a comic to explain it to me. And why I can't buy a graphics card for cheap anymore because of these stupid miners. <laughs> should we have been on Rick and Morty for the last years, several years? Yeah, we years. should all have Rick and Morty number ones. Yeah, yeah, that would be amaz- amazing, yes. But should we be getting the the issues and getting runs and putting runs together? Yeah, it, yeah, we probably could have made money. Why did we not? We're cheap. Yeah, because those Rick and Morty fans are crazy. They are. They will hold up a McDonald's for sauce. <laughs> Stabity Great bu- show. Stabity Great Bunny show. 4, or are we done? Is it, uh, no. is it right in its course? The Stabity Bunny trade rolls on. It's only like five. Pick them all up. Keep them all. They're great. Is it a, is it a five-issue mini? Uh, the uh, Kickstarter was five issues. I don't know what this one is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Top Dance Killer uh, from Hero Tomorrow Comics, written by Ted Sikora, with art by Nicholas Harrison. Uh, actress Nikki St. Clair was the sweetest gal in the city until she was cast in a horror show musical as the tap dance killer. What? How did I miss that? Oh, that's too... Never mind. Dead air. We are good at this podcasting thing. This this episode's really hard because we don't... We're doing previews without our actual orders. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but if we don't do it this week, we're not going to get it done this month. Yeah. So it's kind of a thing. But now that now that you're segueing, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing really in Oni for me there. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. There's a few things in there. I don't know if anything else will rise to the top, but that's all the things that I had essentially on my order that kind yeah. of uh, now if stood I, out I, to if me. If I had my sortable Cowabunga order form with me with all the cool drop-down uh, sort buttons, I could pull up all the Joel Jones stuff, all the cool covers by Fiona and check that way, but I don't have mm-hmm. that, so... I can't check on on all the cool cover artists either. But that's essentially the previews. Drew, we've gone through variants, we've gone through numbers, we've gone through previews. Shall we get to our sneak peek in next week, sir? Yes, yes. Is it dawn yet? We, we, we should do yeah, that. So we seem to have been going a long time. Oh, I forgot to push record. Oh, no. That's a joke, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a hilarious joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's head over to previewsworld.com. Let's find February 21st, 2018. I click on table view because I can't do gallery view. And Drew, let's start where we always love to start. Let's start in Dark Horse with Matahari number one. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Are you going to do it or am I going to do it? <laughs> you do it because this one already has two big words for me. Written by Emma Beebe <laughs> <laughs> with art by Ariel Christantina. Christ- She's a dancer, she's a courtesan, she's a spy. Executed by the French firing squad in 1917. A hundred years from her death, questions still raised about her conviction. Now the lesser known, often tragic story of, a, of the woman who claimed she was born a princess and died a figure of public hatred with no one to claim her body is told by breakout talent writer Emma Beebe, who did Judge Dredd. And Ariel Christantina, who does Insect sex when it was being printed i don't think it still is mm. um so yeah interesting little slice of uh history there i'm oh, probably not gonna cool. get that yeah but but interesting interesting definitely. yes anything else in our no. friends of dark horse no all right let's head on down to dc Batman Sins of the Father, number one, is the comic book adaptation of the storyline from the uh, Telltale game, the Batman Telltale game. Yeah. So, Christos Gage writing that. And uh, we we don't have Joel on art anymore for Batman. 41 is Michael Janin doing the art. Michael Janin, as I call him. Yes, you're probably right. Cave Carson Swamp Thing Special, number one. With the multi, it's got the multiverse on the front. So, oh, this is that Milk Wars thing. Another Milk Wars thing. I can't. I, somebody tell me about Milk Wars because I can't do it. Well, I read uh, Doom Patrol and JLA crossover Milk Wars mm-hmm. one, and uh, it's it was pretty bad. So I don't think I'll be able to help you, and I'm not going to read this for sure. Oh, let's see. We might as well talk about Batman 41, Tom King. Everybody loves Ivy Part 1. We talked about that in the covers, but... this Okay, so this bounces around so much between the the uh, the actual storyline and then the Catwoman stuff. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Well, we got Deathbed, number one, written by Josh Williamson. With uh, art by Riley Rossmo. And is this going to be a Vertigo book? Yeah, it's a Vertigo book. Myth, hack, sex symbol, stark raving lunatic. All the worlds have been used to describe Antonio Luna, the world's greatest living adventurer. 
or at least he was until 20 years ago when he mysteriously vanished from the public eye. Now the 90-year-old has returned and claims to be on his deathbed. Hmm. Interesting. This is the Josh Williamson's doing the Flash to some acclaim. Riley Rossmo did the Batman who laughed, didn't he? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. That should that, that might be worth checking out. There you go. For me. <laughs> Justice League 39 has a really nice JG Jones uh, variant. If you are a fan of Cyborg, uh, get it. Because it is rad looking. Oh, wow, that is nice. And Nightwing 39 has a Yasmin Putri variant. One of her, one of the better, but still nothing. Super Sons is finally back. Yeah. Love that Dustin Nguyen cover. Mm-hmm. Or cover B. Mother's Day Part 1, Talia Ghoul, Talia Al Ghoul returns for her son Damien, whom she trained from birth to be an assassin. With the evil of Robin's past finally revealed to Superboy, it might be too much for the son's partnership to survive. Especially when the boys find out her next victim is one of the most important people in their lives. How many people do you think, uh, you know, the DC, the DC hardcore fans are buying A and B covers? I mean, I'm buying, I'm, I'm a Nightwing guy, I'm consistently doing A and B, and I'm not even getting good covers, so I imagine if you're at least getting a few good covers, heck yeah, you're doing both. <laughs> yeah, you you have, really haven't had very good, many good ones. No, I've got, like, there hasn't been a single Nightwing B that I've been like, that, that is awesome. But I still do it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> How long you said Trinity's ending? I don't know. Is it? Oh, I thought you told me that. Ooh, we got a Sinkevich cover B. Huh? That doesn't look murky at all. <laughs> Are we what sure that's these, him? What are these bright colors you speak of? Huh? Interesting. I may have spoken too soon about the collapse of Trinity. Do not believe me on that. I will do more research. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It makes sense. I mean, I don't know. Anything else in DC, sir? Well, you mentioned Justice League, and I was listening to another podcast because I don't read Justice League. But in thirty-eight, I think that I think Bruce Wayne kissed somebody else in that mm-hmm. one, and actually kissed her. Like a, what, the Green Lantern girl. Oh, okay. And so I'm like, but wait a minute. It's almost kissed Wonder Woman. And it's crazy. It's yeah. it's crazy. People are just taking all kinds of liberties with Batman. <laughs> He's making out with everybody. <laughs> DC's Trinity uh, will be ending with issue 22 in April. Okay. Good call, I'm, man. I'm not cray cray. Nice. So I'm really ex- Are we done with DC? Yes, sir. Let's head on down to IDW. Uh, I'm really excited about Punk's Not Dead. This was oh uh, yeah, yeah, something I I thought would look looks really cool. It's uh, oh, it's in Cavage cover on B. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, written by David Barnett with art by Martin Simons. Uh, it's part of that Black Crown imprint. Um, so I'm kind of psyched to see where this goes. A little punk rock music and teen angst. I'm I'm all about it. <laughs> um, and then I wanted to point out I've been reading this kid lobotomy 
Oh yeah, which is also black crown imprint. It's whack. It's like wackier than than Doom Patrol. Any of that young animal stuff is. It's it, it's really weird. Um, so I, I'm kind of now I'm kind of concerned a little bit about <laughs> Funk's not dead, uh, but hopefully it has a different sensibility. It's Tess Fowler. How's the art for Kid Lobotomy? Yeah, uh, it's good. It's gruesome in places and really weird and out there in a lot of places. Huh, very cool. Anything else on IDW? Mm-mm. All right, let's head on down to Image. We talked a couple weeks ago about Days of Hate going to a second print, number one there. A couple minutes ago, actually. Yep. <laughs> a couple hours ago for us. Yeah. Um, we talked last week about Kick-Ass, number one, and this week we've got Hit Girl, number one. Now this um, little robot variant cover B of Descender um, is this a theme or is this just for Descender? Is he doing? Is this hap- happening on any of the other cover Bs? Each issue of this arc will feature little robot variant covers by Dustin. Oh, well, there you go. I yep. should I should read. Sorry, right. that's why that's why there's two of us here. Yeah. There's the second issue of Further Adventures of Nick Wilson. Pick that up. It's fun. Really awesome read. Ice Cream Man 2. Pick that up. Absolutely. Monstrous 14. Hey, we get a moonshine. Wow. Two moonshine. This this starts the second arc of moonshine. Of course, Brian Azzarello writing that. We've got um, a one-shot for Postal. The the second to the, the penultimate postal uh, one shot because we have one uh, with Laura coming up. This should hopefully button all Mark's storyline up. Very cool. After the stunning series conclusion to the regular postal series, this one shot story shows Mark's fate in the town one year later. Mark is an awesome character, so he is my favorite. It, it, it's got. Um, TV series written all over it, I think. Yep. It, yep. It, it could definitely work. Hey, Redlands, number six. Does that feel delayed to you? Yeah, I think they took... Uh, well, I think they did a trade, and this is the first back from a trade break. Yeah. Nancy has discovered her fire, and in all-out claws flying brawl, Casper discovers she's not who she seems. The town of Redlands greets an old friend... Of many names, but the witches call him by just one, Father. Does that sound familiar to you? Nope. I have. I can't remember at all what's going on in this book. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem with trade breaks, folks. Or my brain. <laughs> we got a Han- Sex- Hannah Blumenreich variant, triple mm-hmm. X variant for Sex Criminals Twenty Two. You and I still enjoy collecting these. We do. We do. I open mine. You see, keep your sealed. Nope. I buy two copies. Open one. Keep one sealed. We've been over this. They've been kind of tame. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're not over the top enough. For well, you. <laughs> you got them sealed in a bag. You got triple X written all over them. I expect <laughs> to be a little taken aback when I open it up. <laughs> and I haven't been. I just picture you going. <gasps> I do declare. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> hey, Twisted Romance has been really good. 
well, okay, not really good. It's been <laughs> kind of good because I've only read the first issue, and mm-hmm. there was like a couple of good comic stories in there, and there was like a long ass short story in there that was looked like all <laughs> prose. I was like, I don't, I don't want to read this. I want to read comic, and so it was a breeze to read because it was only like half comic and half prose. So I hope that's not what the rest of them are. Yeah, it's a weekly, so it'll be over soon. It'll be over like soon, it. but I've already no. pre-ordered the whole thing. <laughs> All right, is there anything else from our good friends at Image? I don't think so. All right, Marvel, let's dig. Of course, Avengers 681, it's been the hot book. Let's see what Sur- No Surrender Part 7 has. Of course, we've reprinted a second printing of all of No Surrender, so if you've fallen behind... Um, they're coming. Yep. Who is Voyager? Valerie Vector, the forgotten founding Avenger, tells all, and a fan favorite Avenger returns to the fold as the stakes in the battle for Earth become clear. Yeah, get this. It sounds like they're doing something else again. You just can't seem to miss these. They're they're sawing through like crazy. And you know, I started this series. Oh, yeah. When it went weekly, I was like, yeah, hey, I'll get on this. Put it was up. boring. I couldn't get yeah. into it at all. And I, and I jumped off at the wrong time. Yep. Story of my life. Daredevil 599, Wilson Mayor Fisk, Part 5. But 600's coming up. That's all I know. Well, we, um, we don't have Tenahisi Coates on Black Panther. Oh, we, yeah. We have Christopher Priest, Reginald Hudlin, and Don McGregor coming to write this uh, annual. And so um, it might be a little more accessible. <laughs> What's this Doctor Strange damnation again? I forgot. Oh, Nick Spencer. Greg Smallwood. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough to get me in the door. You're all in? Yeah, I'll read that. How about Infinity Countdown? Do we care? Nope. None of these countdown books have really been any account. Yeah. Mighty Thor 704. The final Punisher platoon. I've talked about the numbers on that one. and uh, huh. I'd probably dip under 20,000. Yep. Venom 162 with Poison X Part 3. And X-Men Gold limps along at 22. Alright, anything else in Marvel? No. I don't care about an incredible. Okay. Alright, let's head on to the back half. Let's find out what's in our Onis, our Booms, our Black Masks, our Aftershocks. Another Greg Smallwood cover for Archie's number five. Looks really sweet. Yeah, very cool. This one features Tegan and Sarah. Oh, cool. Tegan and Sarah. Very yeah. nice. Well, each one f- features a different uh, indie band. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh. Titan Comics gives us Bloodborne from Aless Cot. Yeah, Bloodborne is, of course, the video game adaptation, uh, kind of similar to the Dark Souls universe. Is it? Yep. Uh. Everything's very, very gory and, and dead and robe-clad. Um, I think this will sell through. You want to snag it up. The game variant's kind of rad. It, usually they throw that... Oh, yeah, there is a game variant. There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. 
Is, yeah. it, is it like steampunk era or no just gothic, old old Castlevania style type stuff? Gotcha. Like a little more dark. Yeah, because Dark Souls number one from Titan sold through and and did all right with that first first issue. It was a short fuse, but you could flip it and double your money right off the bat. And I figure you'll do the same thing with Bloodborne, especially like I said, the game variant. Still a cover A guy, but uh, cover B is my favorite. Brilliant Trash number four. My boy Tim Seeley with his Aftershock title. Didn't read it. It's sitting there. I got a stack. Musketeers number one from Cinescope. Written by Joe Brucia and Ralph Tedesco. With a cover by Rivero. And no one's doing the art, I guess. A new team is introduced to the Grim Universe. A group of super-powered beings calling themselves the Musketeers has emerged in Philadelphia. Drew, you were the A number one Fence fan. We've got Fence issue four. Yes. How's Fence been? Fence has been great. Fence has it. Yep, yep. All three issues have been really good. It um, it reads how I imagine manga would read if I read manga. <laughs> it just it just seems you know kind of like taking a very specific niche and telling a story about characters in that niche that are all young and happy and going through stuff and interacting and uh, it's kind of fun I really like it very cool Drew from Dynamite Cullen Bunn writes Pumpkinhead number one with art by Blackie Shepard and Kyle Strom with a Kelly Jones cover and a couple other covers for each man's evil a special demon exists for 30 years the demon of vengeance has been still its corpse buried in a pumpkin patch graveyard in the hills but when a reckless driver accidentally kills a pair of children the creature is called up once more this time though the monster's intended target is protected by a cruel backwoods crime family they hatch their own supernatural plans for dealing with pumpkinhead for each of man's sins, a special demon exists, and when seven infernal creatures roam the hills and the hollows, no one, guilty or otherwise, is safe. Nice. Sounds cool. I'm not a gory guy. I'm not a crazy guy. But, uh, like, I'm freaked out by the photo cover, that's for sure. But, uh, it looks cool. I'm going to read this. And I'm going to read Shiver Bureau number one from Scout <laughs> Comics, written by Walt Osley. With, and he's doing the art and cover chores. It's a cross between Sherlock Holmes and Ghostbusters. Shiver Bureau is a tale of a formidable detective that's forced into a partnership with a wise-cracking hotshot inspector to save London from being overrun by ghosts and monsters. Sounds good to me, and I like the yeah. color. Yeah, it looks kind of neat. Interesting. Tarna number one, Heavy Metal Magazine, $4.00. Heavy Metal's legacy character finally gets her own ongoing series, courtesy of Alexa Campy and Stephen Rue from Power Girl, delivering another tale of the immortal warrior's quest to avenge injustice. Alex Ross provides two beautiful cover selections, launching this character into her greatest adventure. Comics, dude, get these. Yeah, that looks good too. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. 
I think those are, like, I remember ordering those Tarnas a while ago. Yeah, August was the solicit on those. So those have been delayed like a mofo. Yeah, I thought I recognized that one from a long time ago. All right, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where we've been going for an hour and a half, and I ask you what the heck we've been doing for 90 minutes. Also, what is your pick of the week? I'm going to go with Shiver Bureau. I have a good feeling about it. And I'm going to go with Ice Cream Man, number two, cover A. That is my pick of the week. I'm going to also tell you to not miss that Heavy Metal Comics book that I just talked about in Tarna, number one. Pick up both covers. Because uh, it's just, you know, Heavy Metal hasn't done a lot with that. Um, So, yeah. You know, uh, the IDW Punk's Not Dead cover B Mm -hmm. with Sienkiewicz is going to be a low print run. Yeah, it sure is. So Sienkiewicz people... If they want to have all of them, yeah. they're going to have to seek it out on the secondary market. Because we had that uh, Dastardly and Muttley Sienkiewicz cover that is selling for over 20 bucks now. Mm-hmm. And I think this Punk's Not Dead is going to sell less than that did. So that's probably a really good one. Yeah, don't miss out. Good stuff. Yeah, so you got several things. Uh, for those of you who have uh, ventured this entire journey with us, we thank you so much um, if you We're probably going to be things, off next week. Yep. Uh, Drew's got a few things going on, and unless uh, I free up some time and some ability, we might just take the week off. But we've given you everything you need for previews, for numbers, for speculation, and for the things coming out this coming Wednesday. If there's anything you'd like to add to the podcast, if there's a book we missed, I can't believe we can't think of anything we've missed in this podcast, Drew, or something that you think we should keep an eye on, uh, feel free to drop us a line on Facebook, on Twitter, or through our Gmail account. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please drop a five-star review. Uh, we really appreciate those, and those push us farther and higher on the podcasting ranks and help more and more people find our show. We once again thank you. We appreciate you for Drew and for myself. See ya. We're taking a trade break. Trade break? (laughs) Yeah. We just talked about how we hated that.